Hello and welcome to another uh, episode of It's Montana Geek, where we talk about the things we enjoy and are interested in. I'm Ryan. Hi, Eric. And, uh, hey, Eric. So, before we get into Homecoming, so, you know how sometimes you're like, I do have some hope in humanity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have one of those. I'd like to share it real quick. Okay. So, yeah. So we've got, there's coronavirus that everyone's scared of. Australia's on fire. Uh, Houston, New York, uh, uh, New Orleans, all flooded by hurricanes, right? Okay. World's a scary place. Things are frightening. And it's not any better when sometimes your whole body wants to kill you too, right? Or not your whole body, but parts of your body also want to kill you. So you're not even safe from yourself, right? Okay. So there's a friend from high school uh, that she uh, had swelling in her brain. And it seemed like she she was having seizures and uh, having a whole rough go of it. So not an ideal situation. So one of her friends was like, you know what? Let me make a GoFundMe. And so... Uh, we have plenty of mutual friends, so it popped up on my thing that some people were posting about it, etc. And I was like, is this a real thing? So I went, looked into it. Yeah, family was saying things. Uh, friends were saying things. Family friends were saying things. One person was like, I'm upset that this is so... Uh, I didn't think this was real. I thought this was a bad hoax or whatever, but this is very real. And Taylor, you, you have my, uh, my uh, concerns and hopes and prayers. So anyway... Long story short, uh, I think it was like $12,000 were raised for her to uh, help with the surgery and everything. That's good. I know. I was like, wow, maybe we're going to be okay. Possibly. Possibly, Eric. I don't know. I, I think we're probably on a dial, uh, downward spiral. You know, just humanity. We uh, the, the we I was using there, not, you know, any specific. But humanity. But maybe not. Maybe we can uh, find it in ourselves to put other people first. Oh, and was... not worry about everything. But uh, anyway, that has nothing to do. Unless, wait, doesn't humanity spiral in your thing? Right? Isn't that what happens? No. No? Okay. Then neither of ours are really about humanity spiraling downwards. But, I mean... Uh, it's just a fun story I'd like to share with you. Or not a fun story. Uplifting story. Not fun. Actually a very scary story. Uh, a young woman had, you know, was uh, in danger. Uh, I guess maybe her life wasn't super in danger, but definitely her being able to live any semblance of normalcy. And I think it was eh, probably could turn into something dangerous. I bet if that was not taken care of soon, that would have been uh, an issue later on for her. Over here, my friend. There you go. So, uh, anyway, just wanted to share that little uplifting tidbit to people out there. That uh, maybe we're going to be alright. Oh, if if we keep up that type of behavior, I think we should be fine. So, I did donate, by the way. I didn't just see this happen and I was like, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, let me, let me give to this. It's, I mean, she's one, one. She's a young woman that I know, and I'm not going to just. <laughs> I'm not just going to ignore that and just be like, all right, whatever. But also, I was like, you know what? I had a few classes with her, and I, you know, she was a she was a good person. Let me, you know, help out. She, she deserves it, and we all kind of deserve it. Anyway, give a helping hand today. I want to talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming because it's a it's a movie that honestly did I did not think was going to be nearly as good as it was. I don't know how you thought about it. I thought it was just okay. Really? Just okay? Just okay. Just okay. I don't okay. like 
I'll I'll save it, but I'll let you do your spiel first, okay. and then I'll talk about why it, I think it's just okay. I think it first thing I wrote down before even kind of because I rewatched it just be like, well, you know, what is everything? Because it's been a little bit. Uh, what is all the things that kind of happened in the uh, in the in the movie? And I just remember like I think Spider-Man works well in this situation where it's already Spider-Man kind of being Spider-Man. We don't need the origin story we for the really third didn't. Time. It's already had yeah. It's already happened there, uh, and we know who Spider-Man is, and it's nice for him to be under this. He he's in these normal circumstances, opposed to Captain America having to save, you know, the nation from these, you know, like what happened in Captain America too, where it's like that entire uh, fleet of those airships, or it wasn't fleet, it was just three, but they were able to gun down anybody anywhere at any time, you know. It's like, oh, that's a very big big threat that needs to be Wait, dealt with. In Winter Soldier, yeah, the Winter Soldiers, the threat was the the other, the sleeper Winter Soldiers, right? No, that was Civil War. Winter Soldier Son is. Those, you're right. Yeah. yeah Winter Soldier it. is those big them. airships. Yes, yes. Thor has to save the world. You know, it, uh, the it, it, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They had to save a whole planet. Then they had to save the whole galaxy. Spider Man. He's just looking out for you know, uh, the neighborhood. And well, part of the movie was he wanted to be more than just. He did want to be more than that. Which he it, he is te- technically. I mean. We could make an argument that was a bit the the conflict that was a bit bigger than his neighborhood. Yeah, that was big, and that's what his thing. But it it's good to have him be in the context of nothing extreme because he's not an extreme character. And that's I had a discussion actually with a grown ass man, probably fifty. No, he was nearly that old. <laughs> uh, he's probably forty. Forty year old man just talking about him how like spiders a Spider Man's a good character because he's relatable. And he's like, yeah, no, I, that I agree. I like him because. I kind of see some of myself in Spider-Man. I think we all see some part of us that either we are or we would hope to be uh, in that kind of character. Which, uh, this movie, I think it did a good job of showing like kind of the pure mur- morality of Spider-Man. Of the, you know, if you're going to say... I like, I really liked in Civil War. I don't know if I said this, but him being like, if you can stop something from happening that's bad and you don't do it, doesn't that make you the bad guy too and that this movie kind of follows up on that of him having that kind of mindset so anything you, that i've said so far that you didn't like about the movie no i mean <laughs> what was i gonna say my my the reason i'm not super fun i just i don't like how involved iron man is with his origins story ish in this i mean he's already spider-man but yeah. You know, the, like the whole suit and everything. I just, just I how felt, he's involved. Yeah, that's the one thing I really don't enjoy too much. The about only it. reason I didn't really like Spider-Man's involvement is because this was after Civil War, where he proved himself to be a selfish, childish brat. Um, and I was like, I don't like how. I'm like, at least they're making him an a-hole, but I don't really like him being so uh, hands-on. Yeah, he's really hands-on. Like he was very, especially when they get to. And I'm not going to try to spoil anything. I'll save that towards then for if you if you have not seen the movie. But I don't like that he had all those uh, safety locks on his suit. I just I didn't. And I like, was like I was like, come on, Tony, really? Like, 
I wasn't just a fan of the suit in general because it was more of something. Really, I didn't like that because it was it was too much. Like there was too, too much in it. Like if it had a couple uh, little gizmos on it or something to help, that's fine. You know, I'm okay. Really, with you didn't? Like I didn't that? like. It was almost like a second Iron Man suit. Like, okay. I I mean I understand what they were trying to do, but it kind of took away from him being being Spider Man as opposed to. Iron Man 0. 0.5 or whatever you want to call it, with who also has his own like powers, sort of, because like his I powers guess. are almost like nulled at this point, like the whole spider motif, because he's just got an Iron Man suit on. Like he doesn't still need to shoot the web. He doesn't still need to crawl and stuff. He could just be flying around, and but he's a bit tougher, that like well, physically, like it just it. I think there was really... too much in it. The suit. There was too much in the suit. Huh. I don't feel that way. That's interesting. I didn't feel that way. I thought it was... I thought it was nice to have kind of an upgraded Spider-Man, to be okay. honest. I was, honestly, if it just had like if an it was AI less of this, in it, and I, that would still talk to him and help them with stuff, and maybe a couple other little nifty things attached to it, but... There, you didn't need taser webs? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I, I feel you on that. Okay. I, I can I can get... I, I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree, because I am kind of glad there was an upgraded one. I guess I, to the extent it was, I understand that you. you it, I understand you're like, all right, this went a little bit too far. And then, like, like you said, it's the and then having the whole safety web that like there's even more that it could do. Like, it well, it started off where it was basically the very simple thing where it didn't do a lot yeah. of that stuff. But yeah, I guess there were too many. Th- I understand. Yeah. I understand where you come from. Uh, going though from that. Uh, of this, this being his kind of how involved Tony is, that did add to this being very much kind of the uh, teenage kind of movie. Like this being in a high schooler movie was yeah. like Tony just looking at him, be like, "You're just a kid," you know. And he wants to prove, "Hey, I'm not just a kid. I'm, I'm I can be responsible for more. I can take on more. I can get more stuff done." And uh, it, like I said, I like the context of him being. Uh, uh, su- almost suppressed in a type of way, or it's like we can't let you go. Our Tony being like, I can't let you go out. He's just being overprotective. Yeah, he's like, I can't send you out with with Falcon to do stuff, even though that'd be great team up. Make that happen. He's just over overprotective. <laughs> he was, yeah. He, I don't know what he was. Thing is, I don't know why. That's one of the. That's maybe the biggest thing that I didn't love about it is like I didn't get why he was so protective. I, that I think, was a little bit. I think from a context in like future movies, he was being protective oh. of like Spider-Man because he's kind of like you know like the future nurturing him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. This is a, but the, you get a. Bit I more didn't from get that. why he wanted to do so much though. They didn't ever. It wasn't really explained in Civil War why he wanted to nurture him so much. It wasn't yeah. really explained in this movie why he was wanting to nurture him so much. And honestly, past this point, it wasn't either. Like. We get, I get it in Endgame, like, he was like, man, you know, I, I he that felt was, a, I guess maybe he just felt a bond with him. He, he understood where Peter, but he didn't understand where Peter was coming from, because Tony Stark has been rich his entire life. Anyway. Yeah, he was, yeah, I was thinking, like, yes, oh, yes, he's, yes. he was born with a platinum spoon in his mouth, you know, uh, so I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he understood, maybe, I, I think, 
you know what? Maybe he did, like I was saying just a little bit ago, maybe he was like, I see something in you that I wish I could be. Maybe that's what it was. But it didn't ever, he never verbalized that, and it was never heavily implied that that's what he wanted to nurture in him. I don't know. I guess that must have been what it was. Cause, but anyway, aside from that, I do like that he's, it's, it. a lot of it takes place in this high school area, and I like that a lot of it's yeah. focused on Peter Parker, because Peter Parker is a fantastic character, even minus Spider-Man. And they really kind of explored, you know. Uh, what did you think about how they kind of updated it to Flash being more of a uh, kind of snooty kid rather than a full-on just you know, shove it, your head into the... I hated it at the same time. I... I love that I hated Flash. I think that's what it was. I didn't think well, he was just this douchebag. I thought, if, if well, like, I thought he was a, almost a bigger douchebag because he wasn't this, you know, meathead. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess I understand, like, they're updated into the more, like, because when you think, like, climate, f- Flash, social like, climate, yeah. Well, like, when I think of Flash, I think, I think of more like a physical, think of shoving him in his locker. Yeah, like a physical bully, like akin to the, the first, uh, the original. I guess I'll say original, but Spider-Man movie with Green Goblin. Who well, he's character? barely in that. Well, he was in it a little bit, but like even still, I believe that was the I believe that was that Joe guy, that Joey Maganello guy, <laughs> I, the one that's married to Sofia Vergara. Uh, I'm just like, but he was know, barely in it. Spider-Man beats him up real quick. I was okay that they they changed it up a little bit, like and. It's not like it was a like something like they changed it. It was. I terrible. wish it wasn't that actor. I'll tell you that. I oh, mean, you don't like that? Oh, did not like that actor. I didn't like that actor at all. He's he was. Good. I liked the writing for him, but I did not like that actor to be honest. And it's not because he was Indian. <laughs> that's not why. I'm not. That's not why at all. I just thought he had, he had a weird mood with it. It's like it seemed like his attitude was not. I don't know. It seemed like it should have been a little bit more malicious than uh, than it was. It wasn't very. He was malicious. just kind of a. He was just kind of a medium douchebag. Just douche a bag. jerk. Yeah. He was. He was. He was like. It didn't. Like I don't think Flash should have been like his a, uh, like opponent in any way or anything. No. But he was just kind of. It Flash didn't seem. Cool himself. In it any was. Way. It was. That's more kind of like. What in, me about in the other words, he was like he was definitely more of like a bully. But in this sense, it was almost like you almost felt sad for Flash. Cause he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's the. That's I know. Yeah. It's, like, it's almost like he's like this short little guy who's just like talking so much. And yeah. then you're just you're just sitting here taking out like, his insecurities on Peter Parker. Yeah. And it's it's almost comical. It was the thing. And it's like, I didn't hate it, but I don't know if I'd say I. I think my biggest problem, here's the deal. If somebody's a bully and you punch them in the face, there's repercussions for it. To me, I feel like if Peter punched Flash in the face, very minimal (laughs) repercussion. That's the thing. There has to be a re... Like, if Flash was a... And I don't know why I'm going on about this, but, you know, it seems like that was Peter Parker's issue was Flash, you know, and people... Not necessarily... What Flash represented was people always kind of crapping on Peter. I'm. I, I haven't seen Homecoming in a while, but I saw oh, Far From Home, and I'm thinking more about him from that movie because it's a slightly different. Okay. So, uh, but he's, is he more popular and like? It's more of the same. There's just kind of a different dynamic because I think like towards the. Because he of, should like like 
Flash should be, you know, like Peter Park. They got things right, but there was also like Flash should have been more popular in a, in some sort of aspect where there would have been a repercussion of him be, you know, beating up or well, not I mean, beating up, but punching Flash in the face. I believe this was in Homecoming too, but like Flash is like today was like, "Oh yeah, I really like Spider-Man." Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Peter Parker, you suck." Like kind of like that. He was there there was some conf- I, you know what? I won't talk about it. I I thought it was okay. Like I, I kind of like that they changed it up a little bit. They I like that they changed it up. Did you I like? Wish it wasn't that actor. And I wish he was more. I wish he was more of this person that like was had some like maybe not the most popular guy in school or anything like that. But like he was somebody that had influence. Like maybe he was like the the captain of the track team, or maybe he was just on the track team and he had track friends. And maybe maybe he was this guy that was kind of so like, these saying, different social groups. Where so, yes, he could hang out with the nerds, but yes, he could so hang he's out on the with the jocks. Club, but he's also like the head on of the, the track tra- team. So oh, okay, I see. No, well, no, because that makes him Mister Perfect. But he's just on the track team. Well, you know, he's he's around these different groups of people and he has this social influence. Like oh. I would have liked that. Not not in like oh Flash the smart guy like Flash is this he's this likable guy because he's kind of this douchey kind of guy but he really takes out all his douchiness on one person that being Parker and a little bit on his friend yeah what was his friend's yeah. name uh Filipino kid <laughs> I cannot Either remember who I do not remember his kid, that that dude's name he's I liked great, him by the way I thought he was great yeah I agree too I thought he was great but uh, I do not. Do not remember his name. I just remember in Peter Park in the Peter Parker aspect how he was um, not. And I like that. Uh, here's here's the thing. Just speaking about the Peter Parker whole Spider Man thing of like the character wise. Do you think Tom Holland did a good job with it? Because yeah. I liked it a I lot. Think he was uh, I thought that was definitely easily to me. I felt like that was the best Spider Man out of the three Spider Man for sure. Yeah, I like. The second one, a little bit too quippy. I want to say Andrew Andrew Garfield's. He was more. He wasn't much of a. He was more of a cool kid than he was like. Well, not part. Not Peter Parker. Like him being Spider Man. I liked. I didn't like that first suit either. The the, the Amazing Spider Man. um, Yeah, not even. It was all right. It wasn't great. It was needed to be a little simpler. Sorry, I'm just. Uh. I just thought that version of him being Spider-Man was too quippy. This one, it was more like a... And he was getting... They set it up where he's he's getting his foothold of things. That first one, he's Spider-Man, and then he's like, oh, I'm just so confident being Spider-Man and everything. Yeah, and I was it's... like, whoo, hold on. I thought that was a bad version of Spider-Man and a bad version of Peter uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, and I do like the Peter Parker one where he's, you know, he's supposed to be kind of a quiet kid. Because he, 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 I can't think of anything else other than that one, the the Amazing Spider-Man, where he's not a real quiet kid and being. I mean, he was a quiet kid, but he wasn't like a. I I don't know. It didn't. He was like Andrew Garfield. Just he didn't have the look of like somebody that's going to get bullied. Oh. He was like more of the, like the cool <laughs> skater. Kid. Well, their attitude. He, they kind of made him kind of this nonchalant like. Whatever it doesn't matter. They yeah. made him. They made him too nonchalant. Where too this cool. one, he was too cool. This one, nothing stands out about Peter Parker. Just plain and simple. He's supposed to be kind of a Jesus character, almost in that way. Where they're like, "There's nothing special about this guy, but he really is a special except person." He's Spider Man. Uh, except he, <laughs> except he's Spider Man. Yeah, but th- there's nothing like supposed to be super distinct about Peter Parker. Other than that, he's a good guy and he does good things as Peter as Spider Man. That's supposed to be kind of the. 
the dealio with it. But it, like I said, I like this as a teenage movie, so it feeds into that. So let's get let's get into the the, the meat and potato, real meat and potatoes. We talked about some of the good stuff, but let's talk about you know the cool stuff that I'm sure you agree with. Uh, villain, great. I'm glad they kept like the intentions from the original comic villain and didn't change it up too much. He's just some stupid steal stuff. I'm glad that I empathize so much with the villain. I was like, I get where you're coming from. You're a dick. But I get where... I 100% got where he's coming from. Whereas uh, in the first Iron Man movie, uh, J- J- yeah, Jedediah Stain, not a... Uh, no, no, don't... Uh, just you. an ass. Like, wh- he just had a weird... I, I was like, really rich guy? You just want more power? He just Screw wanted, you! Yep, he just wanted Tony Stark to make more weapons, yeah. and then he made him... At least... At least in the second one, the uh, what's his name? Whiplash. No, no, not Whiplash. Oh, the other guy, the real actual guy, villain of the. Oh, film. the other uh, hammer. Dude. I can't remember yeah. his name. Something hammer. It's more of a competition thing. Yeah, but I totally got where he was coming from. He was very insecure. You could tell by the weaponry his insecurities. Uh, so I I actually really like that guy compared to the like first one. But anyway, uh. I thought they made the villain really good, and I thought he was written well, and I thought Michael Keaton did a real good job. Is it? I thought I was like, you know what? He was somehow able to make this like old man character threatening. You know, I don't know if he was super old, maybe like in his fifties. I mean, that's older, but yeah. What? Michael Keaton is not. His 50s. No, I think the character he was playing. Whoa! Was to be. I saw that, and I saw 40s? how old. No, I saw how old Michael Keaton was, and I was like, yeah, this dude, this dude's. In his early sixties or late fifties, I meant the character was supposed to. Yeah, be. but that's so far from being your spry. That's okay. all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they made it seem where it's like, oh yeah, even though he's this kind of, he wasn't like an old codger kind of character. He was like, he was like, he worked in the sanitation field for a while. He he, you know, he was he was this he was this blue collar dude. He was this blue collar dude who was forced to like forced into this situation where he's like, well, I put so much money in this, I'm not going to throw anything away. You know what? Fine. If I got to do something that's, you know, shady, I'm going to do something that's shady. And uh, I like that it was a small businessman. It wasn't this big tycoon or anything like that. Like, And I don't know. The the Vulture wasn't a tycoon or anything. In the He was one, an right? old dude who made a Vulture suit and stole jewelry. That was it? Yeah. Anyway, I like that he wasn't this type of tycoon character. Because it fits, like I said, this kind of shrunken down thing of, of Spider-Man. Uh, I actually forgot that there was they they had, they had like several times where they squared up against each other, and I liked every single one of them. They were all pretty good. I remember it was two times, wasn't no, it? No, no, no. It was Just, four times. They did it mul- multiple, multiple times. He was where he found the, his two henchmen, and they squared up then. Oh. Then on the boat, the, and then on the plane, and then uh, the other time was uh, in the was um. It was that underground uh, underground area, there. yeah, where he where he collapsed the whole building and everything. So yeah. they they matched up every single time, and each one of those, I was like, this is this well done. This so they did that really well. They made the and then all the other things too. Uh, by the way, Donald Glover, crawler, right? Are you supposed to be the crawler? Was he? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know when I really realized it though, what it was during his introduction. Uh, there was a dude that said, uh, I have some, uh, what did he say? Uh, oh, anti-gravity grapplers. And he's like, anti-gravity grapplers. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, crawler. 
So, just wanted to throw that in there real quick. But they did, they did the action very well. Like, they mixed it. I don't think while this movie... I didn't like... I don't think it's primarily a comedy or it was super duper funny. But it does manage to keep it light when it keeps it light. And, like, it got some... Did you get any good laughs out of it? Because I felt like I got some... Uh, not tons and tons. And I wasn't... I wasn't rolling on the floor or anything, but there was definitely some times where I was like, that was good, I like that. Like, And then I didn't feel like any jokes just sunk for me or anything like that. I'm trying to think. It's been a while. I'm looking at you in I game. saw I saw the the movie like in theaters, and then yeah. I haven't seen it since, so it's it's been a while. I'm okay. trying to think if like, a joke stood out to me or something. Uh, I, no, like I said, I don't think any jokes stood out. Or yeah. Anything. And I don't think they were supposed to, because it wasn't supposed to be this romp, you know, hilarious it's not, movie. The comedy's not the... Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have. Uh, I was moving so slowly, your eyes couldn't comprehend. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. That's a good scene. That's a good scene. Uh, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Very embarrassing. Uh, God, Drax is that. I'm shocked that Dave Bautista was able to be that funny. That kind of surprised me. I, it took me. It literally took me off guard because I had known him as a wrestler before, and I was like, "Wow, Dave Bautista can be pretty damn funny uh, when he just plays a role like that." Um, he's been in. I've seen him trailers for some other things that he was going to be, and it was like two spy movies or something in a row. Like that one where he's a spy, and then that little girl finds him, and he has to teach him. And then there's like an actual more serious spy movie and then i know he was he had that short scene in the new blade runner movie and that's about all i else i know that he's been in yeah i he yes yeah, so i'm in that blade Runner movie he yeah he's in that <laughs> that spy there's, spy there's comedy movie because there's not enough spy comedy movies out there yet I you want to know what i just recently watched uh-huh. uh the the spy who dumped me and i have you know what i thought i was going to come out of that and be like Mila, I am disappointed. No, no. Kate McKinnon, I'm not angry, but just disappointed. Because I know you're better than that. You're so much better than that. Take it, it wasn't a good movie. It was fine. She oh. was awful in it. And I had to pause for dramatic effect there. Because I was like, she was so unfunny. And she can be very... I've seen her on Saturday Night Live be very funny before. Not like... I don't think she's the funniest person on the cast, but I've seen her be very funny before. Well, maybe it wasn't her fault. I mean, did she write the script? No, it's so much of it was her delivery. It was, del okay, it was del the delivery of her being like this wacky kind of character, you know, the wack, the goof, the the the, the kind of out of control friend, the, the you know, doesn't have a filter kind of thing. And I was like, you're better than this. This is not funny. Uh, I don't think she got a couple laughs out of me, but it wasn't. <laughs> was not like oh you know i was a very that was a, that was a real real funny thing you did there it was like that was goofy as hell That's, and i enjoy goofiness sometimes but she was yeah anyway spy movies what, 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 what were we talking about i cannot remember oh we were talking about dave batista anyway yeah, uh do you want to talk about his friend because his friend was a big part of the movie even though I don't what remember his name. his name. I'm looking it up. He while you, remember. While you... But I, he, yeah, it was nice that at least he had this, because we didn't have that in the other movies, did we? No, he was not a really. He was, uh, he was kind of a loner. He had Harry, well, no, that's not true. He had Harry, but I don't think Harry was, Harry was not, you know, Harry also was not in the same boat as him necessarily. Harry was kind yeah. of more, uh, Harry was exactly like, 
Iron Man, and there was already an Iron Man, which I guess Ned. makes sense. Ma- Ned, yeah. I guess that makes sense why there wasn't a Harry in this one. Because they were just it'd just be another Tony, kind of. Right? Don't you feel? It depends what kind of take they went with it. I will say I liked how Happy Hogan was like his hand like a middle like he was his like manager. I loved that. That he was like the manager to, to Spider Man. And I actually it actually made me like Happy Hogan, uh, in this movie. The other the other movie is like yeah, sure, John Favreau's in him and he's playing the character, but like, it's funny that like not in an Iron Man movie, but in the Spider Man movie, he was like a main character. And I thought, did you? I, what did you think about that part? Yeah, I agree I, with I, you because he was underwhelming in the other movies, but in this he movie, just, he yeah, was, he's just kind of there. He was directing the other movies, but yeah, he didn't like put himself in a situation where it's like, oh yeah, Happy Hogan can be in. You know, he fought off a couple guys here and there, but he didn't do anything. You know. Yeah. special he kind of he blended into the background pretty well uh and it kind of let war machine be like you know war machines his buddy and everything but in this one it's like yeah hey, oh happy hogan is uh i guess maybe that's just the theme of it and that's what i liked about it is that it was all kind of secondary stuff it was like almost like it was like this is the side story to civil war and everything else happening in the in the universe and I guess I just gravitate towards that kind of that kind of storytelling in that sort of situation because we have this quote unquote kind of up and coming hero in that area. So I guess it's all about context. Uh, uh, some of the other Marvel films I do ha- feel like have better context for what's happening, but not really. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the Winter Soldier was is probably my favorite one, maybe my second favorite one. I really like the first Guardians of the Galaxy too. I think that's uh, most people's favorite is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and I mean that, but I'd feel like that one didn't even that one didn't have the context for everything that was happening as as uh, kind of precise as this one. Like this one, I felt like they the writers chose to do you know not a huge villain a vulture's bigger enough villain but not a big one yeah i mean like they include the shocker and they make the shocker like this totally secondary villain they kind of are like they updated it a little bit they add ned they don't have harry they kind of make happy hogan his manager just kind of the cumulation the uh the not cumulation cumulation yeah of uh com- not compilation cumulation accumulating yeah accumulation of uh kind of all those factors i guess is what i like is that it was kind of this side story adventure that happens after civil war where it's like hey we introduced spider-man which they kind of cram spider-man just into uh that movie yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that was that we got the deal with sony all right let's add him in And they did so well with Black Panther. That's the problem. If they didn't do so well with Black Panther, maybe I wouldn't be frustrated. But I was like, oh, they made Black... They, like, built up Black Panther in that movie yeah. to make him honestly better than he was in his own I'm wondering movie, now opinion. if they're going to add Harry in a future Spider-Man movie. They better not. They better you not. You hope they just don't don't touch it? Yeah. I, I don't love that Michelle was, like, the MJ there, but Zendaya was real cute and, you know, interesting, you know... I like that you're supposed to be that loner character in the in the movie. And what, what did you think about uh, the take on Aunt May? Fine, Melissa Tomei's a gr- all the actors I liked. I liked the acting of okay. everybody. Uh, maybe other than that first shocker guy, didn't love his. 
not that I, not that I know anything about the Shocker. Just other than him, and then obviously I said, you know, uh, Flash. I didn't. I was kind of annoyed by uh, Flash, but everybody Maybe he's else. just supposed to be more annoying. <sighs> then don't make him Flash. Make him somebody else. That's you got. You got to put the name in. Uh, that's that's about it. Uh, I I kind of like that the villain existed before Spider-Man. You know, like Spider-Man didn't Spider-Man didn't happen, and then this villain also happened. He just exi- he existed before Spider. He was doing his thing before Spider-Man showed up. He's been doing it for at that point it was like six years, five years, something like that. And he was already doing his thing. Been doing it for a while. Was being pretty successful at it. I don't know. I don't know. Whereas Doc Ock shows up. You know, the the Sandman shows up. Green Goblin. Green shows Goblin up. shows up. The other Green Goblin shows up. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Ele- Electrode. What was his name? Electro. 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 Electro shows up. All these things happen, but they weren't already. This is the first one. The very first one in any Spider-Man movie. I think. You know, well, other than maybe there's some animated ones, but of the live-action Spider-Man movie, where even Mysterio, he does, he wasn't around just doing his thing before Spider-Man showed up. This was the only one where the villain was do, and in a lot of superhero movies like this, where the villain was already doing their thing, uh, didn't have he didn't have like this master, who wasn't doing like this master plan. He didn't have this master plan or anything. He was just doing his thing, and then Spider-Man shows up to throw a wrench in the thing. I like that. You usually don't yeah, get that with superhero movies. a lot of the times they, they build up a, a villain to go along with the hero or it's like you're yeah. on your second outing and so it focuses more on the building up of the villain while maybe this superhero does something yeah. else. Yeah. But this one, the villain was just already doing it. I, I, I don't know. I think it's just all these things. The, the little... There's nothing in it that's like, oh wow, they did that so good. I think it was just, like I said, just all these different things of... It, it, it kind of emphasize it emphasizes Spider-Man as like this newcomer character person in this bigger grand. Here comes scheme. a new challenger. Yes, exactly. I, I I like that. That's what the story was about because uh, it fits so well for Spider-Man. And that's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, what would I? What, if you had to rate this movie out of ten, what do you? Give? think about that okay. for a second <laughs> maybe a seven and a half what maybe what L- listen Whoa. listen listen wow, that I, shocks just, me. well what do you give it like almost a nine okay it's, i'm not I saying it's, it's like a bad movie like oh no no i just i'm just shocked scale, like, i just i just know I'm, maybe, maybe i'm seeing it through it my rose cousin covered part glasses. of it like that might have been the time where i was starting to get like kind of bored, annoyed with it just like Mar- superhero marvel movies like <sighs> So it did I mean, I do. I like. I was some... not expecting it to be great, to be honest. But then my mom got it for me for Christmas, and I was like, okay, let me put it in, see what see what happens in the movie. Because I didn't. I had heard that it was, you know, good. I heard that it was a good Spider-Man movie, and that it was, you know, uh, Tom Holland was way better than uh, uh, Tobey Maguire. And I heard that you know, Michael Keaton was a good villain, and that uh, it wasn't that it wasn't overblown that the action was good and it was i i just didn't hear that it like it was so subdued and it was almost a side story to everything else that was happening and it was like yeah. a it was it was really a story to kind of be like hey let's like take it easy and let's tell this like teenage because the other ones weren't like that they weren't these teenage kind of 
summer blockbuster movie. There, there, it was. This was the first. No, let's go Spider-Man Two because that's obviously probably the second best Spider-Man, right? For are we just counting live action <laughs> you, movies? You, you think it's the best one? That's fine. No, I honestly, you know, I I've seen bits. Of, it's a very cheesy movie. The original Spider-Man Two. It there, is, but it's supposed to be. It's yeah, supposed I mean, to be a little bit more handy. That one was more. Um, well. That one was more like supposed to be spaghetti westernish almost. It was a, it was almost like a like a it was it was almost like a western. Where this one is more of a sixteen candles or really more of a uh, what was it called detention club? <laughs> what was that what's that movie called? The movie with the the kids. The don't you forget about me. What's that called? They all have detention together. It's a movie that I watched once, and I was like, "This is what people go crazy about." I don't know. What I was are you talking about. Uh, I don't know the detention movie from the eighties where they had the whatever club. Oh shit! The, the <laughs> slackers club, the awful kids, the sucky suck movie. I'm just going off on this. I movie. don't know what you're talking about. That don't you forget? Forget about. I was I Me. think my favorite Spider-Man movie is still Spider-Verse, but I don't know if you're counting that because it's not a live-action movie and it's animated. Or does that still... <sighs> don't you forget it. No, I'm looking this up. Don't okay. you forget about me. Club. Breakfast Club! Never saw it. God, that took forever. This was more Breakfast Club, but b way better than Breakfast Club. This was the Breakfast Club of superhero movies, and uh, I liked that. I liked that. Whatever. Anyway, that took me forever. I hope I don't know if I'm gonna keep that all in. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Anything else, Eric? No. You I, I think I said I don't know if you heard me. I still like Spider Verse better, but that's me. The reason I didn't like I didn't love Spider Verse is because I hated the motives of King Ben in that. That he wants to bring his family back. The way he wants to bring it back. Okay. His plan was ridiculous to me. To create it. a dimension to alternate universe and pull copies or create copies from that. I yeah. just... hated it. Okay. Hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. I, th I, I think when we watched that, we haven't talked about that, and I was like, oh, he's just going to run New York and all the different all the different dimensions. I feel like that matches his character more. Because then they can all team up in different timelines and just crush Spider-Man. Yeah. Boom. So what you're saying is you would have rather had multiple kingpins running around? Like, that he came down... No, like, that was his plan. Not okay. that there were multiple kingpins. No, but his plan was to team up with everybody on his street. And then he goes to another kingpin street and he's like, Hey, hey, see what I did here? Let's do this here too. Let's just take out a Spider-Man. And they just take out the Spider-Man. That's almost like a Sinister Six type thing where they come together to take out Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know... Well, that was... I just... But we wouldn't see that. That was just his plan. Like, I'm saying, if that was his plan, I would have gotten it. But the whole family thing, I was like, but that's not even your original family. This is a dumb plan. You're a smart guy. This is a dumb plan. So, they messed up Kingpin, I guess is what I'm saying. I was okay with it. Because, right. I mean, like, you know, you know, it's fine. We can talk about that. Some of the time, because this is already pretty long, isn't it? No, we're not super long. I mean, we're oh. coming near 40 minutes, but we've done long, way, way, way oh, you longer. Oh, you made a comment about it being something being too long. Are you just talking about your rambling about looking No, at my rambling club? about the Breakfast Club oh. it went insanely long. <laughs> I did, And I didn't love... I To be honest, when you have someone like John Mulaney, you utilize him a little bit better. But that's my, that's my opinion. 
Hannibal was in the movie. Who? Hannibal. Hannibal. Buris, isn't that his name from the Eric and Andre show? The Eric Andre show. The who was he? He was the gym coach, wasn't he? Oh, you're talking about Homecoming now. Yeah. No, I was talking about Spider Verse when oh. I said if you have someone like John Mulaney, utilize him. Oh yeah, because he was a he was Spider, he was Spider Pig. Yeah, he was, and I was like, this is what you did with John Mulaney? How dare you? So. I like Nicolas Cage. That was probably my favorite. <laughs> he, was, he was amazing. <laughs> yeah. He was so good doing his thing and that. So that, like, I think Nicolas Cage should really just be a voice actor from now on. It, it was because yeah, he did do a very good job. Sp- Spider Verse did plenty of good things. I would give Spider Verse eight point three. I would say it's 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 a solid. Solid, solid movie. It just didn't blow me out of the water. And I I think at first I didn't like the animation, and I was like, all right, okay. And then I stopped liking the blurs, and then I was okay with it. And then I stopped liking the blurs, and then I was okay with it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's Homecoming, y'all. Uh, I don't know why I'm, I, if you didn't watch this movie. I don't know. Plot twist was good. I liked that his... Uh, I liked it! You didn't like it? I liked it. No, okay. it, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was like, I like that it's a quick, it, skip forward like one minute. I like that, yeah, he was the the dad of the, the girl he was interested in. You're like, oh, okay. And it just kind of was like, okay, yeah. It just it was just part of the movie and like, oh, this is how they are introduced to it. I didn't even think they were going to be introduced to each other. So when it happened, I was like, oh, cool. That's an interesting thing. You know, it just, and it was done without real big buildup or anything either. It just came out of nowhere. And you're like, whoa, okay. And then that, that car ride scene is good. Yeah. Very right. awkward. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was good. It was like tense, but not like too tense. Because if it was too tense for that movie, it would feel... Because that movie was kind of a little light for a lot of it. And then it was more serious. And that was one of the more serious scenes. But it wasn't like a heavy scene or anything like yeah. that. It was... Well, he's on, he's on a... What was it? Academic Decathlon with me. And he's like, oh, okay. So Anyway, Homecoming. Good movie. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Talked about it too much in this movie. I talked about Breakfast Club way too much in this movie. But uh, Eric's coming with uh, some other stuff in just a second. The computer's kind of falling apart. I know! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We'll be right back. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, We try really hard to make sure that we put out a good podcast each week. And uh, just with that, if you guys, you know, really appreciate us or really enjoy the podcast, you are more than welcome to donate um, on our SoundCloud. Uh, We've got a Venmo, we've got a PayPal there, and it's just to help us kind of cover gas money and the cost of hosting the podcast. Uh, We're not expecting to get rich, so if you want to donate 25 cents, that's cool. $2,500, that's pretty cool, too. Um, so yeah, you can go to our SoundCloud. It's going to be soundcloud.com backslash. It's my turn to geek. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll get on with the rest of the episode. Thanks. We're back. Yeah. We're back. What? Oh no. I thought you were going to talk about. Danny. I thought you were going to say something. I have no in- nope. I have okay. no input on what's going on. Okay. Uh, other so, than um, other than I wish Happy Hogan was a playable character in Smash Bros. <laughs> I wonder who they're going to put as the next characters, because apparently um, we're going to get another uh, DLC pack, and it's going to be six characters, and then apparently that's going to be it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. 
I know a lot of people wanted to banjo in the game when they put him in. Uh, I have some other. I hope they put Proto Man in. Put Proto Man in. Proto Man would be a good character. That'd be cool. That'd be. If it was gonna be another Mega Man character, it'd be Zero. I think. Over Proto Man? Really? Yeah, I think he's got Zero is a very popular Mega yeah. Man character. I mean, Zero would do most of the stuff that Proto Man would do. You don't? I mean, anyway. I mean, it, which iteration of Proto Man are you talking about? Sword Proto Man. So from just from Battle Network. Isn't he in? Uh, yeah, but the Battle Network games are really long, so yeah, there's no, a lot of Battle no, Network no, games. I'm saying, like, if we were taking another so Mega Man character, we would get Zero. That's like I'm 100 percent positive that's what it'd be. It's it's essentially Proto Man, but he's called I mean, yeah. Zero. It's because the the original Proto Man it's Mega Man with the shield and scarf and the cool glasses and red color scheme. Um, so I mean, I'd be okay with Zero. <laughs> It'd be cool. I think it'd be good for them to be. It'd be. I mean, he'd be all close combat. He'd be kind of. Honestly, though, do you want another swordsman? So. Not really. Uh, Unless it's Dante, then I'd be okay with it. I mean, I'm really good with the swordsman, so I wouldn't. Well, I think I think more people just. It wasn't the fact. It's just a swordsman. It's like anime swordsman because this is like what the tenth Fire Emblem character we have in the game. It was. There's a lot. Yeah. There's. And it's because because we got like the hero. From uh, Dragon Quest, we got. Well, I don't like playing as him. I played as him. I don't. I didn't download any of the DLCs, but my cousin had them, and I was like, I don't want to play. I don't want to play as him. Anyway, but uh, you're going to talk about another Nintendo Bayonetta. game. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's and kind of Nintendo, but it's not. It wasn't originally. So. Um, nah. I wasn't really planning to talk much about like the how this game came to be, but I could talk about it a little bit. Okay. So uh, I don't know anything about the development. Platinum Games the game. is um, they're a developer. They've made a lot of um, kind of I'd say hack and slashy types games because they did that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance game, which was the hack and slash with Raiden in it. That is the only Metal Gear Solid that I want to play other than five. I only really want to play that one. In I want to play uh. I forget which one it is. And I wouldn't... The original looked kind of fun to me, but that's just me. So, uh, they worked on Platinum Games. They worked on Devil May Cry, um, which is owned by Capcom. And so I think they wanted to make their own thing. So I was doing some looking. Like, this does draw some kind of parallels between Devil May... To Devil May Cry, how Dante, he's the spawn of a um, angel and a demon, whereas uh, Bayonetta is the spawn of uh, an Umbra Witch and a Lumen Sage, kind of similar, half-and-half half type thing. Which, I, I, I never really thought about it, and I was like, oh like yeah. Todoroki, yeah, I understand what you mean. A real of a man, and a real bitch of a woman. <laughs> I understand what you mean. <laughs> so, um, I won't talk about the lore... Too Why too is much. he not mad at his mom? His mom's the one that burned his face. <laughs> anyway. I think he no, just has no. complicated feelings about the whole thing. I mean... It's, he's got inadequacy issues, Maybe too. he's more mad at his dad because his, his it was kind of his dad's abuse that pushed his mom to do that because was, she was afraid of him because he looked like him. I mean, I'm sure he might have some weird feelings for his that mom. That wasn't why. Huh. It's because he looked like him. It's because the uh, eyes. She said his eyes reminded. That was part of it. She felt, and she felt angry at him that he was supposed to be this like 
the offspring yeah, of like basically like, genetic like cattle. It was, it was breeding. She was like, I'm not a breeder for your father, and you're not you're not the you're not this uh, you know you're not this uh, uh, um, uh, p- you know purebred that we yeah. we uh, made you know that we made. She so she was like she's not she's like you you know yeah anyway disdain. Uh, so, Bayonetta have any complicated uh, family history? She definitely leans a bit more towards the the witch side. I think the the lumen say there's like there's this prophecy about um so I've played the second game and I've beaten it. I've played part of the first game, but I haven't beaten it all, which is why I don't want to go too much into the lore because I'm kind of missing some of it and I didn't want to just do a whole bunch of okay. research to look into it cuz I plan to play that game sometime cuz I got it on the Switch. Um I never, I hadn't played Bayonetta 1, and then when they made Bayonetta 2, it was a Nintendo exclusive. So what happened was, um, the developer, they wanted to make Bayonetta 2, but they needed help. And they couldn't find any. And then Nintendo said, we'll help you with it. And so they they became a Nintendo game, and it's funny because there's a lot of, like, costumes in it for Bayonetta. Um, you can, she can dress up like Star Fox or Princess Peach. And there's also, um... You can, can like she dress up like Donkey Kong. I think no. I would like her dressed up as Donkey Kong. You know, and by that I mean just a tie. So, just so she just has the DK <laughs> tie on. Just a tie. On top of her regular no, outfit. No, 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 oh. just a tie. <laughs> she is very risque, but I think that would be even be That'd a be bit better. too much for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um. What was I gonna say? So there's a bunch of things, and you can like. Part of the fun in Bayonetta 2 is you can equip, like, you your default loadout is she, she has the guns, so she has, like, the guns in her hands, and then she has the no. guns for the high heels, and you can you can swap the weapons around, and one of the weapons you can put on her feet instead is you can get, like, a chain chomp, and it'll, like, yeah. swing around, and it'll attack enemies and stuff. It's pretty fun. I did not know that. It, it was, it's like a bonus weapon. I didn't use it too much, because part of the fun in the game was there's a bunch of weapons you can, like, try different, um combinations and sets to do it um to see kind of like what you want to do my favorite was i'd have like the whips on her heels so i could like grab enemies and do a bunch of aoe and then a heavier hitting weapon on the um on her hand so when i needed to do like faster big attacks it would do stuff like that and then they'd have like a button where you could have two sets and swap between them to deal with different types of enemies it's a it was a lot of fun so it falls into like the hack and slash genre i'd say you you kind of know like you yeah. see Devil May Cry and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hack and slash. Yeah. I love hack and slash, but not. But I did like No More Heroes. That was fine. Yeah, that's hack. Yeah. Oh, that's very much yeah. hack and slash. Except for that was a uh, thought No More Heroes it. three. Eh. 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 Just eh. You think they're gonna keep the thing in where you have to shake the the um, Joy-Con to recharge his sword? Eh. <laughs> not interesting. I mean, that's funny. I liked that in the first No More Heroes. I was like. Get this, I uh, no more heroes resonated me with me, but not in like a deep way. It just slightly resonated with me. I was like, I feel this game. I like that it acknowledges my frustration and angers with myself, and it I can address it through this game. Because Travis obviously hated hated himself. It was very obvious. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I feel this character who. <laughs> How did I describe Bandita? She's very... Oh, I thought you were going to say how no, I, I describe think... Travis Touchdown. She's a very... Uh, Travis Touchdown is a very uh, 
I never really played any of the games. I think I played a little bit at your house one time. Oh, yeah. But I haven't, like, owned uh, a No More Heroes game. Because didn't 2 come out on the Wii U? I don't remember uh, what 2 came out on. And then they had that, the more, they did, like, a little um, isometric type game, like Travis Strikes Again. Yeah, that's what that was and called. And I didn't, I didn't get, I looked at it, and then I heard it was just okay. And, like, well, I wasn't, like, I not a fan of the original series so maybe i'll just skip out on it maybe if they do no more heroes 3 maybe i'll check that out and which is what they're so pretty much just my enjoyment from the game it just mostly comes from the gameplay because i think the story's just supposed to be what the story's not good no no, no. it's it's good in like a weird like it's like an over-the-top type thing because like but yeah it, it's supposed to be a tra- like a greek tragedy almost isn't it yeah maybe it's just like some of the characters being extremely like over the top like in the first uh the first level in Bayonetta 2, like, you're just, she's just, like, out shopping, because, um, that's what she does. That's fine. I've gotten to fights all the time just going on. Demons spawn, and then just the military comes in, and you're, like, fighting them on top of, like, fighter jets and stuff. It's just, I think it's just supposed to be, like, really over-the-top pieces. Yeah. Because, like, in the first game, like, you're fighting, like, what's her name? Jubilee, which is, I supposed to be like a deity or a god of like the series it's just like this whole over the top setting and then at the end like you you beat her up and then you control her as she plummets into the sun and stuff it's just it's supposed to be incredibly over the top which i i do really like that kind of stuff i don't it's i'm more about like the gameplay's fun and then it's just some extra fun stuff happening between i don't know every level what i don't know sometimes sometimes i uh oh dang. What? Sometimes I uh I prefer a good story. Well, I'm saying like I do enjoy games with like good stories in it too, but like sometimes I just like a game where it just have a really fun gameplay loop and then you can just go into it like Monster Hunter. Like it, I know what I'm doing. Killing the monsters. Don't don't need to tell chosen one saving the village. I don't give a shit. I'm going to kill that monster and then turn it into a sword. Yes, I feel yeah. you on that. Like Mario Odyssey, you know, who's down for the thing? But it's a super, it's a very fun way to to yeah. do all their things. I think it just depends on the franchise. Like with Mario's, you can go definitely more bare bones story. Oh no, Bowser's kidnapped the princess yeah. again. Go see. I don't it. know Assassin's Creed. All of them. I liked all the. Well, well that's a I've been played every Assassin. One, two, and three. I played. Uh, uh, and I mean, I like, I like, really liked the story in Assassin's Creed. It gets a little confounded, but I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Uh, and I really, and it's like okay, I like just like it's like okay, because it sometimes it's like you want a story to be like okay, so now we're doing this type of sneaky thing, and now we're doing this type of you know, no 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 no, kind of like in Dark Knight, it's like you know, there's there's reasons for all this because he's doing detective work, and then you're fighting thugs and everything, so. It, 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 yeah, it varies. I do like, but I don't always need there to be a good uh, story. Or like his deep yeah. story or long I think I think like the, definitely the focus on Bayonetta is definitely the, the gameplay. I mean, I could go into the, the story a little bit uh, for the second game, because that's when I played more of it. Um, uh, your your friend, uh, Jean, who's another... she's a It's a girl, but she's it's pronounced Jean, I believe. And she... She gets she, she, when the demons attack, her soul gets um, taken, and she goes to hell. And you go on a mission to save her, and that's that's kind of the setup for it. And there's some other characters going on. You meet a kid who, 
uh, how, what was the best way to put it? He's being hunted by a Lumen Sage um, for reasons that you don't know, and you kind of end up protecting him along the way, but then it turns out he was the bad guy the whole time kind of thing. I don't know. It's just over-the-top nonsense that's fun to go. when you. It's just fun to play at a level where you get eaten by a giant demon fish, and then you fight this Lumen Sage inside of it, and then it explodes and you come out. It's fun until you actually get eaten by a giant demon fish, Eric. I'll tell you from experience, no good. Not a... <laughs> Not a. I don't think you get, not a life experience I wish on anybody. Now I think about it, there was that part in Devil May Cry. That was three where you get eaten by a big goober as well. Was that three? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm thinking to myself. I have no clue. I, just, I don't remember that ever happening in Devil May Cry movie. So. De 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 <laughs> People are always like, oh, I want Devil May Cry Baby Season 2. I'm like, no, that was it. That was the story. It's Why done. would they... Next just... person, tell them they're a dunce. Tell them, like, tell them my best... Understand tell them, the hey, hey, one of my best friends hates you. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like, do you not understand the ending? That, yeah, the, I'm the like, do you point, not understand the metaphor of the literally the entire <laughs> show? Did you not see the second effing moon in the sky? <laughs> <sighs> I think some people just like wait. Something... That was the one with the second moon, right? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that was the. I was just like the it, it, It's something you know what? It's fine. yeah. I there's just... the second moon, and that was what it was. Some people yeah. they just they like something good comes out, and then you just want more of it, and then you don't think yeah. about like the consequences of it, like how it could change the story, or like continuation may not be like a good idea from there. Oh, yeah. Like, I think the same thing. I know you said you didn't watch. Uh, uh, um... Megalobox, but people are saying like we should have a season two, and I'm like, why? That story, that story ended too. Like, that story ha did what it was supposed to do. It'd be like asking for a Cowboy Bebop season two. You're like, nope, what? don't want it, don't do it. It's like, no, you mean a second Cowboy Bebop movie? You don't want a second series? Yeah, if they just did a if movie, did a movie of maybe Jets, how Jet and Spike met. Give me that. I'd love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love that too. I'd be like, yeah, only if the the that the, creator was on board. I can't remember. I, I like so much of his stuff, and I can't remember his name. But if he were on board, yes. But if he if he weren't, I'd be like, mm, nah, no. I'm already. That's what I'm I thought the Netflix thing should have been. The live action should have been out of Jet and Spike. <sighs> That's what I always thought. That's what I thought they were gonna do when they were talking about it. But but Eric, you can still do a lot of cool things with Cowboy Bebop. I've got. I'm optimistic about it. Just let it rest. I'm optimistic about this, it. <laughs> I, I'm glad you're optimistic about it because I'm just very pessimistic about this. I'm you like, can do a lot of things. It's with going it. to be Dragon Ball Evolution, but what? worse. No, you can. You can do a lot of good stuff with it. I just. I wish they would have just you know they done their own thing but why do you have to like say oh we're gonna we need somebody to we need to w have people watch our show but we're not confident enough to write <laughs> something let's what's a popular cowboy bebop everybody loves cowboy yeah i don't bebop. think they're gonna get the characters 100 percent right i don't think that and that's probably gonna be the biggest thing that i'm not gonna like about it is like the characters aren't right but because yeah. well spike and jet are phenomenal characters yeah uh, i actually is this a shameless plug? I, I made a YouTube video just about what happens happens about that motto that he has. 
That mantra is not a motto, it's a mantra. I, say, I don't think he... Did he ever say that? I yeah. Like, did he? No, he says it about four or five times in the series. Okay. It's been a while. And it's and it's a thing, and it's a mantra because you can tell because he says it when he's under stress and he's like, oh crap. And in that moment, he wants to believe that, you know, whatever happens, happens. It's not something that he idealizes, but yeah. it's his, uh, that's his go-to of uh, him kind of pushing off our mortal coils, I guess. But uh, let's see if he says that in the series, in the Netflix series. I'm gonna watch it. I, I I'll give it a chance, but I'm I'm not holding my breath for that. Cool. Imagine if they don't smoke cigarettes though in it. How frustrating that would be. <laughs> would they? Would, would they, they take out the would cigarettes? They, they take better out not. the cigarettes. No, be... I don't think that's really. A problem. Oh, I think most people nowadays know that smoking's bad for you. Yeah, but it was the theme behind. Anyway, I don't want to get into this, the cigarettes and cowboy people. I know, I know, I know where we're going. But the reason now, they would pull it out is because of like talk about Bayonetta. Continue talking about that. I don't want to get it around to. We can talk about that off off the podcast. So, um, Bayonetta, the levels I'd say are somewhat linear-esque like you there are there are like little places you can dive off to to like explore for like collectibles or health upgrades or other things but it's a pretty linear like you go along and then some enemies spawn and then you'll you'll fight them and there's pretty good enemy variety in the in the game i was never really um fighting too much because you'll fight angels and demons at the so you'll like you'll fight angelical foes which they all look like really mechanical-esque like they have like they almost look like robots, kind of, in certain ways. Because I haven't played much Bayonetta, but I know kind of what it looks like. Yeah. And they, they have, do. like... They have, like... They're I, not, like, Dr. Robotnik. No, 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 They're kind of, like... Weird, almost, like... Futuristic-esque robots. They're kind they have of, a like, lot of, from Breath of the Wild, but, like... Yeah, really, like that kind of. They're just edgy, kind of. edgy And then versions. they have, like... They're just extremely edgy versions of They have, like... That. I don't know what to call that face, but they have, like, you know, faces on them, some of them, that look... Like, the, the closed eyes kind of statue face. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I, I don't know what the word for that is. The ones that I... Hey, if you want me to remember something, a monster of some sort, just give it a real big mouth. I'll remember it. <laughs> real easily. And that's the type of monsters that I'm remembering from it, is the ones with their, like, big old mouths. There's those ones. And the ones... There are some humanoid-ish ones with, like, swords and ish yeah, looking there things. Are. I remember seeing those, too. Uh, then there's... Uh, the demon enemies are just all over the place and what they can look like. Yeah. But they look... Some of them look... Like, there's ones, like, yeah. almost like a tank or something. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say this when you... Uh, sorry, this just came to my mind, and I uh -huh. wanted to say it so it's out there in the universe. Um, when you asked me about wrestling... Um, wrestling is the dark sports... Uh, dark soul of sports entertainment, so... In what way? I don't know. We don't need to get too into deep to it. Uh, just, footballs, football is the DC Comics it's of just sports like, entertainment. It's, no, do you know what it means to be dark souls? I think you just said a statement. It's like, in what? No, it's how? Because <laughs> there's no turning back from it. That's not what that means. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, I can I explain it in different when, ways. When someone says dark souls to me, it, it denotes a very... It's gonna one. It's going to be a, a very challenging, yes, unforgiving is. game. Mm -hmm. um, I also think when you say that it, 
I don't know if it necessarily. They're on. They're they don't have a season that they play by. They're on uh, full. They're on the full. They're on the roster the full year, Eric. So, I was gonna say I don't think thing. it necessarily denotes like gameplay because I know games like oh we're like the Dark Souls of dating Sims like. What does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> I, I don't. Huh, huh. That makes me not want to play it. it definitely <laughs> makes one don't want to play a dating sim, but two definitely don't want to play the Dark Soul of dating sims. You want to play the definitely. Dark Souls of sims? It's just like. What does that imply? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine somebody else being like, oh, finally, a man of culture. <laughs> a real challenge. I've been playing these baby dating sims, and now I'm going to have a real challenge. I don't know what anime that means from. What? It, oh, the, I of, see your man of culture uh, as well. I see your man of culture as well. I yeah, knew I at one point, but I forgot I don't what know what from. that's from. He looks like Uryu from, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Jesus, not Fooly Cooly. No. Uh, 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 oh, Gurren Lagann. Why, why did it take That's me so long to remember Gurren Lagann? I love Gurren Lagann. But he looks like Uryu, doesn't he? Arakawa, Under the Bridge. I've never, I've never heard of that. Understood. I'm not a man of culture. I didn't finish uh, Keijo, so I'm okay. okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Okay with not being a man of culture. It's, I don't think I really need to. That's another guilty I think I'm okay. I think I'm, I think I'm okay with being a shonen trash or over. Actually, and I don't. I, that's probably how you would describe me, except I'm like, I don't think you understand the deep philosophies behind these shonen shows. That's let, the type of person I am. Let me tell you about Black Clover. <laughs> Black Clover. It, the writing is great. It's the pacing and the kind of animation for him. I told you, though, the yeah. Julius uh, Julius fight's real cool. They I did a good look, job of I that. might look them up just to watch that. It was, the, it was the whole episode, but it was done very well. Uh, gameplay, back to Bayonetta. Kind of linear levels, and you go and you'll fight waves of enemy, and then you'll... Uh, some levels, they'll, they'll be like, I guess... I'll call them lesser bosses, but like kind mini of... boss. It's not quite at mini-boss, because they're like... Why isn't it a mini-boss? You'll fight mini-bosses... Because when you fight certain bosses, like boss-bosses, there's a character in the game who's a demon, and he'll he'll take the soul of that demon, or angel, and he'll make it into a weapon for you to use. Kind of like how... Um, it's kind of like Mega Man. So well, they did this in Devil May Cry as well. Like you beat a demon. Oh, Mega Man. Oh, with Oversouls or wait, when you, when you beat a Robot Master, it, yeah. um, you'd get their power. Kind oh, of like that. It, no. I, they I thought we were it. talking Battle Network again. The whatever no. soul. I'm excited for the the uh, idea that the next Legacy Collection they make might be the Battle Network ones. I'm very excited that someday we'll have that technology. I think this is gonna be it. We just got the Zero and ZX Legacy Collection, and the no, only other I'm talking about I will have be able to have a net furnace, furnace soul. No, on my oh. actual body. Oh. <laughs> double double soul. Double souls. That's right. That's what it's called. Yes, I'm excited for furnace soul. Furnace. Uh, fire's fun. Fire's cool. I'm not afraid of fire. You're afraid of fire. It's something we're all afraid of, isn't it? Fire. I don't know if I'd say I'd necessarily afraid of fire i mean like i know i shouldn't touch it but am i afraid of it that's like so you're not afraid of fire i mean <laughs> i think we're all afraid of fire Eric. i think i know what you're trying as we should to say. be when, when you say i'm afraid of fire i think that goes a step above like knowing i didn't say like, it's a phobia of yours okay. you don't have to have a phobia of fire 
I don't think you can have a phobia of fire. I think you, you could. Just be, you could have a phobia of fire. I am. 100%. I guess you could. Yeah, you, you could, could come into somebody's place and there can't be a candle, and like I'm not going in there. Yeah, you could have. A <laughs> could phobia it? Of fire. Yeah, you could. Never mind. You're right. I okay. I know what you're trying to say. I think I'm. I think everybody's afraid of, of fire. Yeah, <laughs> most. As you most should. people. <laughs> you're right. Some people. <laughs> fire's my friend. Yeah, there's that kid too. <laughs> That kid does not grow out of that phase. That kid just gets caught by the police. Is this my cable or is this your cable? I don't know. Oh, that is your cable. Sorry. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun to uh, just, I, I played through that game, like, beta 2, like, three times. Like, I beat it and then I went to the harder mode and then I oh. thought there was a harder mode after that. And it's just, it's just, it was a lot of fun for me, that type of, um, you just, you just play through it, go through the levels, you get, skip the cutscenes if you already watched them, and just play through the same level. Sometimes there was one boss I just really liked to fight, and so I'd just do that level a couple of times. So what was the stand, what was, was like kind of the standout thing that you're like, you know what, this is what attracts me to the game? Just how, the gameplay, honestly, it was just, it was so much fun. What about it? Like just that it's... Just the very... Challenging, but you're able to... Is it that, because I've heard... That you're able to just like be in the zone. You're yeah, like, you just kind of get to the zone because one zone. of the mechanics that you do is like if you do like a perfect dodge, like time kind of like slows down, and so it, like yeah. it really gets you to like focus on like all the different enemies. Yeah. Like here comes this one, dodge, beat him up. Oh, I but. really, I really like. And there's that. my favorite because I like games that have that kind of flow where you just get real. It doesn't pull like I guess, and then every once in a while it pulls you out of it. Yeah. Where you're like, all right, we're at a stop point. But I like I like those kind of games where you're just like no I'm just in the I'm just in the zone I'm just going with it and I'm ready to you get that from some uh, rhythm or puzzle games yeah. too where you're just like I'm in the zone right now with this you and know with doing puzzles and stuff sprinkled throughout some of the levels to be like little extra challenges like beat these enemies like you'd go into like this little separate zone and it's just a room with some enemies and you'd have like a challenge like beat these enemies in under this X amount of time um, without getting hit. The hardest one was one where you had to beat the enemy without touching the ground. So, like, it was, like, a huge golem thing, and it had so much health. And you start on this little platform, and it would, like, break it almost immediately. And then you just had to, like... Because the way it works is, like, there's a juggle mechanic to, like, where if you're attacking in the air, you're not... juggle mechanic? Yeah, like, you can juggle enemies. So, like, if you launch them into Mm -hmm. the air and then go up to hit them... You're, both of you will you won't fall immediately like you'll be hitting them in the air and so pretty much it was just you had to keep this extended combo in the air mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. amount of time okay cool that sounds cool uh... so the whole point of the game is you don't just want to win you want to get like your scored as you're playing the game based on like switching up your combos not just hitting um, doing the same attack over and over not getting hit how fast you're killing the enemies but it's like, not like mobs of enemies like it's it could be a really okay. I mean like I'm thinking maybe like five to ten ish enemies oh it goes up to ten it depends like huh. you could get a lot of like smaller trash mobs that spawn in at once and you fight them but then you could also get like three like tougher enemies that all spawn in at once that you gotta take care of like it, it varies from going on to going on and it's pretty good about like whenever it introduces you to a new enemy like you get to fight it like almost in isolation most of the time by itself so you get to see how it understand how it attacks and so then later on when it spawns three of them with other enemies you know how to deal with it instead of like you know it's it's like oh here you go you gotta fight these ten goobers and this new dude and then the new dude just messes you up and you lose it's just 
it's a really fun game. It's like playing Sonic over and over and trying to beat the levels faster and faster. It's just trying to get really good at completing the I wish Sonic thing. and the Werehog had no Werehog in it, and it was just more was, of those Sonic levels. When I was thinking Sonic, I was thinking specifically Sonic Mania, because that's the one I've played a lot of. And Sonic Colors is good, right? Colors is good. Her Generations is good. I was looking at this. I just wrote down anime that I like. Uh previously just to see things and keep you know anyway i looked at it and i was like you know what there are only two man of culture shows in like these 30 something anime what are they well high school is dead and then food wars those are the only and i wouldn't even know if say food wars is a man of culture uh anime kind of is it's goofy but i knows that it's that author knows the reason i say that's a man of culture one is because the artist was a hentai artist before which i'm like eh, yeah that's man of culture-y that's <laughs> close enough uh that's pretty much all i have really to say about the game because i wanted to focus more it's also very i guess stylized in a weird way do you know what bayonetta's costume is made out of or yeah her hair yeah it's her hair yeah, it's her hair Whenever she summons, turn. she she subdues demons man, with her everybody's hair. Everybody's been ripping off my style forever. Me been, and my, man, my, God, or maybe I'm just bad. Also, at like ideas. whenever she, um, she, there's like a, a gauge you can build up, and so in the lore, like I know this happened in the first game. She like she subdued demons and like she keeps them prisoners with her hair, and then you can do special combos to, like bring out the demons. And there's I forgot to mention this. My, one of my favorite parts is this like. You can build up a gauge. You can do special like execution moves, like kill enemies. Like you, you can like you summon like an Iron Maiden and you push the enemy into it and blow, kill him and it explodes or do some other wacky stuff like that. Huh. So Naruto is the on- one of the only. Uh, here's how I know something's cool. How? Um, when a character does a guillotine kick. <laughs> That's how you know something's cool. If it doesn't have a guillotine kick in it. I don't think that property is that cool. Does Bayonetta do a guillotine kick? I think she literally kills people with a guillotine. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good enough, too. <laughs> I was like, the one that stood out to me the most is like, it's someone's like almost like a treadmill thing and then like rotating spikes and then the enemy runs on it and then you like, you're holding it with your foot and then you just kick them into the spikes yeah. and they explode. There's yeah. blood everywhere. The over, the over the top murder stuff, which yeah. is always cool. I really liked it when that was in, uh, uh, blah, 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 um, no more heroes when uh it was like okay combo time and you're just like you just grab them and just slam them in the ground and you just like stab them a couple times you're like oh yeah that was stupid finisher but funny it's just it's they're really fun games. travis touchdown was a fan of wrestling as well was he yeah you didn't know that yeah no, i i haven't really played much that, that was uh uh yeah there's like dvds and something of it in his room that it's like you you have the option to watch this this wrestling match do they have a wrestling match for you to watch no but it's oh. it's to it's to uh kind of break the fourth wall on oh. why he does because re- some of his finishing ish moves are just wrestling moves oh we're all just tombstone somebody okay, that makes sense he just runs up and he just boom just tombstone somebody so they're like, why? Otherwise, people be like, why? Why is he tombstone people? And it's like, oh, let's let's leave some little clues in there to why he's uh, doing that kind of stuff. He crossbodies people sometimes too. Anyway, I'm just thinking of other clef, uh, uh, hack hack and slash games. Um, also thinking about that episode of Dave that we watched. I'm thinking about that quite a bit. 
<laughs> so, anyway, it's phenomenal, guys. This 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 will be a little teaser. I'm definitely gonna talk about Dave okay. when that season's done. I'm loving it so far, but uh, I'm excited for that. Anyway, you anything? That's pretty about much it? it. I mean, like I I don't want to go like into like you know super specific things because you know I I, I, I it's did... very action packed. I know that. Yeah. I mean, if you're into everything Eric's been saying so far, the you know. Sometimes it's just, just it's the just, group was, battles, the juggling, the you just, it's just, just over-the-top kills. It's and, just yeah. pure gameplay. Yeah. That's how I'd describe it. Which, you know, I, I play a lot of different types of games. I know a lot of my friends are getting Animal Crossing because it comes out on Friday. And it's like, I don't really like, you know... Animal Crossing is a man of culture game as well. It varies what it means. Okay. Uh, it's just, for me, I don't enjoy those types of games. Sort of like, simping, I guess it's a... <laughs> I played uh, Harvest Moon and stuff. I just, I don't particularly, like, I know they're, like, good-ish games. I just don't particularly care for them because it's kind of, it's it's a bit too mundane to me. It's not that I don't mind, like, grinding for stuff or spending time to do things like that. Like, I play Monster Hunter. There's, just, like, there's times where in I the old games you just have to grind for materials. Uh, yeah, and it's like I don't love grinding. I'm not a huge fan and of that then, like, I, like, aspect like, of if. The Final Fantasy three and four remakes on the, the 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 it was just the regular DS was to say three DS but just the regular DS and like I don't mind like having to grind like stuff in that or even in like older Pokemon games it's just the the gameplay in that in the Animal Crossing just wasn't it didn't really hook me I suppose the nothing life life Crossing really hooks the me. life simulator yeah. type game all right well. That's the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, leave a review. Uh, make sure it's five stars. Say something disparaging. Go for it. Uh, I'll read it. Um, and uh, keep keep on grooving on and getting on and living your life in good ways, I guess. Healthy ways, I guess. Um, whether you're a man of culture or not. I don't, you don't have to be. I guess it's good if you are. Good if you're not. I don't know. I don't know. When someone does a Naruto run to pick up your daughters, you got to be like, all right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, guys, see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.